Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you You'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Okay, ready? Five, four, three, two, one. When you do that, I just leave it like that. Okay. Just let me know. Yo, you know what else? You already decided. I've called what an audible. I've called an audible. Okay, I'm ready. I'm going to retell the entire orally love me tender Justine Bateman, <laughs> Jason Bateman, Chris Shula story. Okay. And to the three listeners who are left today, <laughs> we're not, I'm not allowing you to do that today. But today I'm going to take you down on a little bit of a path with me today. I have a few things that I need to okay, take Okay, well, first we have to tell people what we're doing here. We're, okay, we're, here okay. in a, we're here in a Saturday because we're both on the road tomorrow. Exactly. So I, I could do something like... Maybe I'll do something for the Patreon folks um, when I get to the hotel. But we'll still do our extra little Patreon show today, right? Are we? Yeah. It's just a lot of work on that Saturday. I'm trying to get drunk here. <laughs> no, um, Sorry about that. Speaking of that, Morgan is uh, there with um, um, Coors, Light. Coors Light. It's a serv- serviceable drink, you know, lawnmower beer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, More carbs than we have, though. <laughs> yeah, I haven't. We haven't had beer in months. Yeah. A beer in months. Oh my god! Actually, yeah. it scares the hell out of me to think about that. Um, but although my boys have basketball in the morning, and I don't want to sit in the gym hungover with the with the horn. I understand. I understand. Between this and turning the clocks back, I'm all screwed up. Did we turn the clocks back? That's this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. So it means we get an extra hour of sleep tonight. That's exciting. Oh, good. I'm looking forward to that. So the, the only thing I really want to share, and we can start with your thing if you want, is I just I have, have a couple things, but yeah, go ahead. I have a few Carrie Lake cuts. I was listening to the um, <clears throat> what you were just what you just heard is the Barry Weiss podcast called Honestly. Mm-hmm. She had people, a few people on like Mary Catherine Ham, um, Crash Crush Hour, uh, the other lady who's at Newsweek who I talked to in the air. Okay, it's funny because you never hear about Mary Catherine Ham anymore. Mm-hmm. Ever. And she's still writing stuff. 
and she's still um, she's on CNN. Yeah. So she's she's out there, but it, I know why you don't hear from her. Mm-hmm. It's because she's not an a hole. She never says anything. She's nice to everybody. She never says anything that's going to get her in hot water or anything. You know. Mm-hmm. So you know, if she did that on Fox, she'd just be. Republicans, conservatives would know her. She had, I don't think she embraced Trump all that much. So that was the end of her over there. But we love her. I like her. Remember? We like her, right? Yep. You I like, like her. her. All right. So the, all I have uh, want to get to, no beer in months. Ouch. Yeah, you're right, Tommy. I know, man. I know. Especially. Doing yard work. Doing yard work. Yeah. And I've been looking at. I've I been, thought of that when you called it a lawnmower <laughs> beer because I was like, that's Tom missing his, he was out doing lawn, he yeah. was out doing Well, so yard work having today. a few beers, but he doesn't want to be hung over in the morning. So, see, I don't really get that. Like, uh, other than the You few, don't really get hung over, though. Right. But 99.9% right. of the time. But, but, but what I'm saying is, like, unless you're just really jonesing for the taste of a beer or two, I mean, I like getting a buzz. So, like, he wants I, to have a beer while he watches the burn barrel. No, I want. I'm. I'm defending. He wasn't his right. going I to drink, but him. he when he saw we were I live streaming, he went him. out especially. <laughs> Thomas Welling wants to know if Mary Catherine Ham ever babysat for anyone you know. No, although um, I, I have met her in person, and I cornered her one time. This is not not in a stocky kind of way. We were Boston Herald Radio was in New mm-hmm. Hampshire. And I stopped her and I said, Mary Catherine, uh, hi, it's Tom Shattuck from the Boston Herald. I just didn't want you to know that my wife and I love you because we had a very Mary Catherine Ham period where we really loved her. Yeah, she's great. She was great. Her husband died tragically young um, and and she was raising kids alone and then she's been remarried. She's got a great like story and she's just a positive. Everybody loves her. I said, hey, I don't want, I, we love you. Um, can you come down and join us here? She was on like, the CNN panel. Whatever. I said, can you come down and join us? I hear in, on the air and uh, and like just give us like ten minutes or whatever. And she said, "Oh yeah, oh hi, that's so nice. That's such kind words." She said, "You were at the Boston Herald table." And I said, "Yeah." She said, "Okay, I'm just gonna go up to my room for a little bit and then come down and I'll pop by and see you guys." And she never did. <laughs> that's my story from Mary Catherine Ham. So I'm gonna play my carry like uh, cuts. Okay. Okay, go for it. I am sad that I have my. Give me my give me, give me your Napoleon. Napoleon shirt, which is a great shirt. It really is. By the way, I found my little Jerry Callahan shirt. We gotta push these shirts. These shirts are great. I, I mean, I don't know if the quality is good. I mean, they're made by slaves somewhere, so who knows? <laughs> they're just but, normal shirts. They're like Fruit of the Loom or something like. Oh, normal. are they? They're, I, I forget. But, I could but, have the brand wrong, but, but it's like good. a normal brand that like they're, but they're printed in the United States. <laughs> Latin American hands. I'm sorry. Um, was I done with her? Was yes, done? you're done. Keep going. You're going to play carrot. You're going to. Okay. We're pushing shirts at burnboroughpodcast.com. There's a shop link. You oh, can yeah. Buy what shirts. I had is I had and my Kirk Minahan shirt on today. Yes. You fit into your KMS shirt now. Thanks to our friends at Awaken 180. Yeah. Absolutely. Alice, don't. Only one of us should be the blatant whore in this. <laughs> I'm making fun of you. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's sarcastic. Um, uh, okay. But I do love Awaken 180 and I do love KMS and your shirt and you look lovely in it. Um, you do is- love KMS now, although since they <laughs> since the, the the white hot spotlight was on you, now you are still living off the embers of the high <laughs> that you had for ten days. Alice has now started listening to the Kirk Minahan podcast show, starting year one, episode one. She's now on like episode six. So I think I'm a little further. Than those that of you now, who listen yeah. to Kirk, that's when like when Steve first started the show right before he went on his honeymoon. Yeah, he's not quite on and, his honeymoon yet. And then Dave, when Dave filled in was the funniest string of shows 
that I had ever dealt with. And there's one time when I was with you and my brother where they, there's, a, there's a character named Little Alex Jones, who you learn about <laughs> soon, who actually is is King Dingling at Odyssey now. Okay. But then they were they were they had him on and they were doing a bit where I almost drove off the road in New Hampshire. I was so I was in such pain. It was so funny, so funny. Uh, it's okay. So thanks. Uh, I hope you enjoy it. It's so great. In a sense, I'm jealous. I know. I I'm know. missing a small. Danny and Bill Ricca told me that too. He was like, "I'm jealous. You yeah. get to experience Kirk from the beginning for the first time." Yeah, you. you Alice just heard the one with Benditson. <laughs> this is very inside baseball. No, for, I just for... was listening to Sue O'Connell actually. But yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's fair to say this as well. Okay. Alice this week made an exchange. Time usually spent doing her actual paying job has now been substituted That's with time listening true. to the main hand. You That's ha- not Alice, true. I can do both Alice. at once. It's an audio product. It's an audio both product. And my job requires me to sit at a computer. So it's possible to do both things at I'm once. I'm not excoriating you. I have no problem. Okay. Well. Oh, Morgan went to Madawaska. Yeah. I, I'm, I, I, I dread the idea of going way up into Maine. But I could go to the Portland thing, you know, depending. Maybe I'll get an invite. I'm, I'm a, I think it's well, sold out. Wait a second. I'm no more VIP than you are now. Just like the same way I'm going to get my... I'm, everybody gets a blue check now. Mm-hmm. That it sucks. I stood. I was somebody when I had the blue check. Well, we'll South see what African. happens to it. So, I mean, if we can leave your Carrie Lake cuts for a second. So, I do want to go on a little bit of this tangent about the Twitter stuff, right? Okay, go right ahead, my dear. So, and and we kind of missed doing shows on this because it happened in a timing where we weren't doing it where Musk laid everybody off on Friday. So basically about 50% of the companies laid off, mm-hmm. uh, which is huge. They had to like lock everybody out of all their accounts. Nobody that's, was that's allowed that. to go into the office on Friday. It, so that like nobody killed anybody at the office or anything, things like that. I am not, I shouldn't be this happy about that, but I, I think I, it's part of me feels like it couldn't happen to a better bunch of people. But that jerk guy, the the content moderation guy is still there and tweeting about it. So I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical that that much is actually going to change. But so this is really interesting to me because there was all this brouhaha. Our friend Ben Collins, who didn't like that people called him out for being a rich kid who's erased from the internet. Right. You know, he was all over talking about how disturbing this is and all these different things. They paid their employees out for 90 days. Yeah. At their, I'm sure, very generous salaries and all of that. But then I was I, I was reading a bunch of stuff about this. I mean, it does spark joy when um, all the like Twitter people that are such jerks to everybody else get fired that, you know, cheered on the the killing of the Keystone Pipeline and cheered on coal miners losing their jobs and everybody else. These like blue check. Mm-hmm. Postal elite jerks when they lose their jobs. And like, I understand it's probably not the most Christian sentiment, but it does Alice, like bring it's, a little it's bit hard of happiness. to feel bad for people like who have like a yoga room and stuff at right. their work. So, the Silicon Valley, Valley people, Thomas uh, says, My favorite KMS episode was when Dave was leaving instruction to Stephen Kirk and Mike made fun of him in, in such a creative way. You'll get to that soon. Okay, Steve. <laughs> It's always important to. That was a great one. Okay. That was a great one. So then I. So, and, and there has been a ton of this analysis about how mean it is that they're laying people off and maybe there can be a class action lawsuit. I don't think they can because they're paying people a lot of money to be laid off. Whatever. I, 
there's been a ton of that, and it was sort of fresh on Friday. It's not really fresh anymore. But then um, I happened upon this thread from this guy, um, Angelo Carasano, mm-hmm. or Carasone, sorry. Uh, do you know who he is? No. He's the president and CEO of Media Matters for America. Okay. Hashtag dump Trump organizer, formerly Stop Beck onward tweets are mine Stop alone. Beck. I don't even know what that is. What's... I assume that Stop Glenn Beck? I don't know. Um, whatever. Anyway. What a life. <laughs> so, President and CEO of Media Matters for America tweeted this thread. So, listen to this. This is interesting to me. And I understand he's from Media Matters, so I'm not asking you to necessarily take what he's saying, but I thought this was interesting. There's some pretty substantial context about Twitter's 2023 revenue and advertisers that I think partly helps explain why Musk is really losing it. And it involves upfront ad sales. Let me explain. Twitter, like a lot of digital companies, participates in an event called New Fronts. So I looked this up. It's like this conference for digital advertising. At this event, they sell large chunks of ads for the following year. Typically, Twitter sells like $600 to $900 million in ads at new fronts. That's guaranteed revenue for the following year. This year, they didn't sell much of anything. A coalition called Stop the Deal spent time educating and using media buyers and big advertisers at the event to ask Twitter some basic questions about the potential Musk takeover before giving him a guaranteed income for 2023. Media buyers did ask those questions. Twitter had zero answers or assurances. This is back in May, by the way, he mentions later in the thread. So at that point, it wasn't even clear that he would buy Twitter. So I don't understand how they would really have answers and assurances at that point in time. But anyway, backtrack. Media buyers did ask those questions. Twitter had zero answers or assurances. The presentation imploded and ended shockingly early. Twitter, from what I understand, basically sold almost nothing and locked in extremely little 2023 revenue. This means that instead of heading into 2023 with 15-20% to of their 2023 revenue already secured, as they typically would have, Twitter heads into the year with almost none of that, all because Musk's red-pilled edgelord approach. Uh, Elon Musk has had months to address these concerns or even learn about them. Well, he only took over the company, like, last week, so. But instead, he's insisted on antagonizing the very businesses and people that sustain Twitter. Back in May, the groups and companies weren't calling for a boycott. They were asking basic questions. My point here is, it's actually worse than that. I think a lot of people even appreciate all because Musk's conduct and commitments to roll back brand safety and community safeguards essentially obliterated Twitter's new front sales event that would have secured 2023 revenue. Hmm. How interesting. So I looked at this and I went, huh, that is really interesting. So, I mean, what questions jump out at you upon reading that thread? Just out of curiosity. What you know, like, so maybe, so I'm thinking, like, okay, maybe there's something <laughs> legitimate here. Did they go to a trade event and they acted weird and, like, companies didn't have certainty, so they didn't put forward money because they lacked certainty on certain basic things, right? Well, like, but, yeah, but you'd still think they could secure some advertising because maybe maybe for bargain basement prices, I don't know, or just, just so, for, sheer exp- for sheer impressions. Right, so I'll take you back to tweet three of this thread a coalition called stop the deal spent time educating Uh and using media buyers and big advertisers at the event to ask twitter some basic questions so i go that's interesting 
who the heck is Stop the Deal? Have you ever heard of Stop the Deal? No. So these are people who don't want Elon Musk yes. to buy Twitter, obviously, because their group is called Stop the Deal. So then I pop over. They have a website, Stop the Deal. Um, and you can go to their website, and it says, this is StopTheDeal.com. It says, add your name. Sign on to our letter to Twitter's top advertisers. Blah, blah, blah. Elon Musk takeover of Twitter. He's already spreading dangerous conspiracy theories, limiting staff access to blah, blah, blah. So you can sign. It's basically like a petition to companies that advertise at Twitter. By signing up, you are opting into emails to, from Accountable Tech. I'm like, okay, what's Accountable Tech? Stop the Deal is a project of many organizations fighting for a healthier information ecosystem. Here we go. Accountable Tech, which is an organization that – how do they describe themselves here – um, social media giants are eroding our consensus reality and pushing democracy to the brink. That's Accountable Tech, whose emails you're going to get if you sign on to tell okay. advertisers to, quote, ask basic questions. Right? That's part one. Okay. Who else isn't stop the deal? Because it is a coalition, after all. Let's see. The Center for Countering Digital Hate. Fair Vote. Friends of the Earth. Glad, oh great! Media Justice, MoveOn.org, some really fun people. Public Citizen, some of us, the Sparrow Project, Ultraviolet, and Media Matters for America. Wow. <laughs> Actually, he's the people who was uh, educating them and providing them with information. The gentleman who's tweeting the important context that he's reporting on of why Twitter didn't make the deal is part of the effort. To attack companies. Back in May, we weren't trying to boy. I mean, they weren't trying to boycott <laughs> anything. We were just asking basic questions. That's great. What do you mean? So they've been and still are because they're soliciting signatures right now to go to Twitter Alice, advertisers with. Yeah. Have you broken a story here? I think I might have. I don't know if anybody else you has should pointed put it on the this fuck out. I know. I'm going to write a Substack, but that's what I'm saying. Like, I, That's incredible. I mean, isn't that amazing? So I'm reading through this thread, and then I just go look, and that's, like, what it is. I, I mean, can you believe he's tweeting? They were just asking basic questions about That's important great. industry assurances. And Do you Twitter remember the time I no tried to write a, uh, an editorial and put me in, in it? <laughs> yeah. The one with the turkeys? <laughs> yeah. How about your parking tickets? <laughs> Didn't you write an article, an editorial, complaining about your parking tickets at one point? Yeah. I think the reporters gave you yeah, crap for right. that, Yeah, that's right. They were angry at me. But, I mean, that's at least honest. But, uh, like, uh, I, <laughs> I don't want to – I shouldn't it, – uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, anyway, I, I, I wrote but about – But yeah. he's bragging online about – Is he this – he, he didn't, he didn't say it. this anywhere in the thread. That he's part – his company, that he's you, the president and CEO of. This is a news item, you need to write this up. I know. I know. That's what I'm telling you. I think this is going to be incredible. I'm going to write a Substack on it right after we finish here and post it and write a Twitter thread about it and everything. That's remarkable. Dude, nice job, He didn't Alice. disclose this, and he's personally part of the effort. He's you managed guess, now. He's basically bragging without saying he's part you, of it about eliminating 50 to 20% of Twitter's revenue next year through activism, purely through activism. And you need to let uh, – Tag Elon Musk in this too. Yeah. You need to screenshot these these tweets while they're still up. 
Yeah, I'm going to. Because there, there could be. I wonder if there's something, anything illegal about this. No, I don't think. I mean, it's media matters. It's not like it's like a real journalism organization or right. something. But I mean. But it's it, certainly it's, I mean, incredibly. Morgan just called me Turtle Girl. Thanks, <laughs> Morgan. <laughs> I appreciate that. I mean, I and I don't know for sure that nobody else. It has well, two thousand quote tweets. Is that? I mean, I don't see. Well, make it your maybe own. Not. Say exclusive. I don't know. Exclusive. I, and then but if it's somebody pretty comes incredible. You, then you can just give well, it I mean, whatever. I'm gonna post about it tonight. But I do think that gonna, is freaking incredible. We're gonna tell do our friends not? at the Main Wire about it too. Of course, of course. Yes, I love it. Anyway, nice, Alice. Will be my comeback. Substack is great. That's yes, and then I'm gonna start writing them more for you. And if you feel inspired, you can also contribute to your Substack. But this is gonna be the comeback Substack, and then I'll add more to it. Dude, you broke a story. Well, I hope this so. I don't great. know. Somebody else might have it, but nobody's commenting on it. The media matters, and all these organizations are literally bragging about purposely damaging Twitter's ad revenue on to destroy the company. And they're going after Elon Musk. Like, wow, they must really not want Elon Musk running that company. And believe me, I'm skeptical of Elon Musk. I'm not necessarily I, – I don't necessarily think he knows what he's doing at this moment in time. I think he's floating a lot of ideas out there. I, I, I think he was hoping to get out of the deal a couple months ago. I just think that I, – I don't know what the – future state of Twitter is, but I think that people need to understand that these efforts to, you know, he's, this guy is saying here that he's pretending it's like some organic thing. So it's, Musk's there are news conduct, stories out there saying that Media Matters uh, is trying to torpedo, screw with Musk is because they, they're against him. But that the news is that that guy just made that tweet thread as as if there's an organic story out there, right. which he's obviously exactly he's a part of. He's made the story all because great. Musk's conduct and commitments to roll back brand safety and community safeguards. Essentially, no, that's not what obliterated Twitter's new front sales event. You did it. You made that happen. And if you want to make a case for why that's a is good that thing, the story you told then me just that was go- amazing earlier. That's what I was just telling you. It was amazing. Yeah. Before the show. Yeah. That's great, Alice. Jesus. So anyway, I think that's amazing. Should we change the name of the Substack to to reflect both of us? No, it's fine. It's called Thoughts from the Forty Second Parallel. That's okay. Fine. That's fine. Anyway. Right. Exclusive. Okay. We will we'll really get this out there. That's great. That's great. We got to tell Steve, Jerry. And okay. Dave. Okay, I'll work on it. I mean, Jerry subscribed to the Substack and has previously commented on my writing on it and complimented me uh, on it. So, um, anyway, so that's what we're going to be doing. How exciting this evening! That is exciting. I think that's unbelievable and crazy. I think this guy is an a hole for tweeting a thread like this and not saying in it exactly what part he played in all this. But it's like he couldn't resist. Do you know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. Because nobody noticed. How all his hard work has destroyed Twitter. So he had to be like, a lot of important context people are missing here. For those of us who are in the know, Twitter's lack of a commitment to basic safety resulted in a loss of this ad revenue. Exciting being at the forefront of a story. You two are Woodward and Burn Barrel. Uh, That's Thomas. Uh, Tom, you should have an auction to be there during the show and be your Colbert runner. 
<laughs> oh, I like that. While trying not to trip over all the wires in the studio, crash, bang, thump. Yeah. Don't call it a comeback. Substack. Okay. Yeah. Well, we all LL know. We all, do you know. Do you we know, all know how you know Tom's song? been doing with his Substack where he's in big What trouble. do you mean Tom's been doing? Mm-hmm. It's not just me. I, I, You know, you realize that my workflow changed once I started true, the Substack. True. True. Okay. Uh, do, Alice, do you I'll know help. who LL Cool J is? I've heard of him, yes. I'm going to knock you out. Mama said knock you out. I don't out. know that. I, okay. Yeah, but okay. Alice doesn't have that. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, okay. Well, should I get to Carrie Lake now? Although she doesn't, can't really compete. Um, well, that's why I was pushing you off Carrie Lake because I wanted to oh, get dude. to this in the main show and not in the, in the Patreon only show because I think this was important. You know what? You can do, uh. You can do that now. I do have another piece, but we could possibly put that in the um, in the Patreon show. What we can do, Carrie Lake, now if you'd like. No, I'm just. I was going to ask you when you became the boss of me exactly. <laughs> Sorry. When are you switching our platform? I'm in. Where progress. are our kids? Uh, they're doing stuff. Oh. Okay. <laughs> it's not really a where answer, is it? <laughs> They're doing stuff. <laughs> okay. You know, turning tricks, uh, selling crack. You know, they're doing Not stuff. True. Wait. Okay. So, anyway, um, I, I, would you like to do Carrie Lake? <laughs> I mean, you know what? What do you want me to say? What do you want me to say? One of us is breaking news over here. I know. I know. So, you know, I just wanted to. I'm working on changing the platform. I. I could do it right now, but we're I'm having some technical difficulties getting all our back episodes that don't show up in the RSS feed onto the new thing. Ugh. So because normally they transfer them and I don't want them to like show up as new episodes or something. So if any out anybody out there oh so you want to do an if Patreon Patreon ex- the only problem with doing a Patreon episode after is of course this, my computer has no memory, so I have to restart it forty three times and save the thing and do it. So someday we'll have nice things. Yes, someday we will. Okay. You know what would be nice with the new platform would be um, some advertising. That would be this, nice. this platform that I'm switching Alice, to does offer advertising. Alice, there are podcasts with seven listeners <laughs> that have advertising. I actually was hearing Bob Stefanowski ads on Menners' podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> They're targeted to me as someone deeply invested in Connecticut politics. <laughs> so when I listen to the Minna Fandom show <laughs> from Australia with Menners, I'm hearing ads Do about anybody the cr- from Connecticut <laughs> listens to Tom Shattuck? <sighs> That's incredible. Crikey! He's got a $10,000 check from... <laughs> Who the hell is Bob Stefanowski? Oi! I'm not it's sure that's Timmy quite men. I'm not sure that's quite Ooh, I wonder if he'd voice. feel how he'd feel about Timmy Wallaby. <laughs> I should. We should dig those up. Do you have those on this computer? I probably do. Somewhere. I think we. I think we did. Okay. Uh, it's really. We should have started with Carrie Lake because it's it's not as good as. The, I, I just wanted to get to okay. some things about her that I think are remarkable. She's an alpha. I just invented this one, this observation about her. She's telegenic. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. You're thinking about the substack. Are you gone? Are you with this or not? Uh, she's telegenic. 
Alice does a couple of things. One, today she started giving a speech in for part of the house. <laughs> what was that for, that I, speech? I don't know. I give myself lots of speeches. I talk to myself a lot. Yeah, and then in the shower, if, especially if Alice is going to go, if she's going to go, like, talk to the uh, town meeting or city council or whatever, then she will, in the sh- shower... What did she? What did he say? <laughs> what did he say? He said the wrapping paper is alive. <laughs> is he sniffing glue, Alice? <laughs> it's alive. It's not funny. Okay. The wrapping paper is alive. I believe you. Okay, stay away from it for now, just in we'll case. Talk about it later. What else is alive? <laughs> It's our other son's birthday. Yes, it's a seven. birthday, so we have some wrapping paper going on. Matter of fact, that. guess what year I was seven in Alice? 1980. That's right. You know where I was at some of that year? <laughs> With Chris Shula. Well, it's right. After Buckingham Brown and Nichols, I get off at Chisholm Road, take left and Ware Road. There's Chris Shula's house. There's actually, oh, I can't say it. I don't want to get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. I also don't want to get. Julian Phil tell me talking to yourself is a sign of great intelligence. So there you go. Well, Alice See? does that. She gives an entire oratory sometimes. My grandmother also used to And furthermore. My grandmother was also a child development psychologist, and she always told my parents that having imaginary friends was also a sign of intelligence. As they looked out the window, tear rolling down their eyes when you were with your stuffed animals on the picnic table day after day after day. Okay. Uh, That's go, enough of that. Thank Cyril, you. Can you go play with the wrapping paper, please? All right. Carrie Lake, most anticlimactic <laughs> possible thing I can talk about. <laughs> I um, I just found pictures of her having an affair. Ha! Exclusives. <laughs> Carrie Lake, um, so she is doing very well in Arizona. She's one of these candidates who was very Trumpy, and people said that she had no chance. She's come off as this tour de force. She's got so much confidence. She eats the press up uh, with... Um, with absolute pleasure. She's the biggest alpha in any room she's in. She's unapologetically tr- Trumpy. She's unapologetically... This is this is what I want to play for you. Just a couple of cuts. By the way, I, I, I scraped all these off of the Barry Weiss podcast today because I was listening to them, just in case they seem familiar. Hello, everyone. Trump Republicans, are you out there? <laughs> Woo! Hello, everyone. Trump Republicans, are you out there? Now, Arizona Republicans are split between Trump Republicans and McCain Republicans, and that's a gutsy thing to say. You're going to exile people in Arizona, yeah. and including suburban women, which she's managed to do. You're going to exile people um, by saying Trump Republicans are you out there with aplomb, right? Mm-hmm. But the fact that you do it and you stand for something, people are naturally drawn to somebody who stands for something, even if it's something they don't, don't agree with. Yeah. If you're standing, can you f off, please? Also, okay. Can you go take this from across, please? Where'd you put my phone that you just had in your hand? Can you go take it somewhere else? Yeah, and your goldfish. Where's your goldfish? Can you take over it here? Out? Do we need to call another friend? Sally, can you escort your brother out of here, please? He just had my phone a second ago. He can use that, but it has to be plugged in in my room because he's. The little, the little one. Cyril, she'll get you. Take she she'll put you. on the unforgiven, unforgiven for you she'll again. She'll help you put that on. Yeah, we showed our kids 
selections from Unforgiven last night. Yes. Fast forwarded through some parts. Um, we called in the guard here to extract the okay. perpetrator. Take your goldfish. See ya. See ya, Cheryl. See you later. Nice. Good job, Sally. Good job. All right. Okay. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. So once again. Hello, everyone. Trump Republicans, are you out there? The fact that she does it unapologetically is excellent. And she also says stuff that a lot of people in polite company would be afraid to hear. The America First movement is alive and well. And you know what? It is the only way out of the mess we're in right now. A lot of people will immediately say, racist, fascist, authoritarian, America First. Oh, my God, that's xenophobic, et cetera, et cetera. She says it proudly. Does yeah. not care. Says it with authority. You wonder, for somebody who was in the media, like, I hang in, hung in that those circles, like, where did she, who influenced her? But it doesn't matter. Oh, you know what? I wonder if that's me and Nora. I'll ask. You know, in my time covering Arizona, 27 years, I never saw things as good as they were when we had President Trump at the helm. We had a secure border strong economy, and safe streets. What do you think Trump feels about this telegenic person praising him for being... uh, I think he's a fan. I think he's a fan, too. Uh, And here's another thing she says, once more about the border, that a lot of people in Arizona are afraid to say, because there's a a lot of um, Hispanics in Arizona, obviously. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the things against uh, Sheriff Joe was that they said because he had so many prisoners who were so Hispanic that he was a big racist and this and that, Joe Arpaio. And I have a message right now to the people flooding across our border. When I am governor, you will be arrested and sent back across the border. That right there, you got a tough chick talking about border security who's good looking. Doesn't take much more to make Republican men. They are locked in. That is over. And I hope she wins. So I do find it, and I mentioned this to you in the lead up as we were getting ready to stream. I do find it kind of pathetic that they're going like, she's so like telegenic. That's why we're losing is they, she's very telegenic. That it's like. Well, her opponent's kind of pretty as well, but she's telegenic. In other words, TV works great with her. Right. She just looks in. It's because she's from TV. 
And but it could also be partially the Democrats' ideas suck. Democrats' ideas suck, but the package of her is incredibly good. She's very talented. She's also, mm -hmm. she's got, did I tell you whose voice she has? Did I, we already talk about this? No, whose voice Winchester she High School, class of 1990. Here we go. The great Kathy Green. Mm. Gorgeous Kathy Green from Winchester. Oh, yeah, I did, I did say this to somebody. She, Not to me. She, we, well, when I say we, I mean Jimmy had a house party. Kathy fell and cracked her head open, and everybody was like, um, was there, where everybody was oh, melodramatic. Oh, my God, she's going to go into shock. Stay awake, Kathy. It was like, because we were all, you know, 16 and 17. Once again, I was barely invited to this party that was held at my own house <laughs> by my brother. I wasn't invited. It's my brother. But Kathy was great, and she had a voice like that. She had a deep, deep, gorgeous voice. Kathy was one of the only few girls, and she she didn't have too many girl friends. Girls didn't mm -hmm. love Kathy, because Kathy was a truth speaker. I remember at that party, before she took a digger and had to get stitches, her saying to me, you know, Tom, you're overweight. If, you, if you're overweight, girls aren't going to like you. You're not going to feel good about yourself. And you're not, nobody's going to, pretty women will never respect you, never like you. You need to lose some weight. And I remember her saying that. And, and me, first of all, I, none of it hurt my feelings at the time. And I was like, you know, in high school, like 20 pounds overweight. You know, who knows what it was. But it feels, that was when you're, but, it, you know, but to have, first of all, it was a beautiful girl talking to me. So she could have said anything. Tom self-immolate. And I just would have taken a gas tank and just poured it over myself. But, mm -hmm. but she was right. It was so good to hear that somebody say the truth. And the next year, I actually went camping for two weeks with somebody. I'm getting requests in the chat for you to land the plane. I yeah. went camping for two weeks with my friend Ted, who I did mushrooms with uh, later on. Um, and during those two weeks camping, I lost a whole bunch of weight. And I then was thin. I finished out high school thin, not fat. There you go. Okay. There's good plane story. Everyone loves that. Okay. Ted's a guy who I found a gun <laughs> with, as a matter of fact, driving across the country. It's a good story. Sorry, Alice. It's <laughs> not about Elon Musk and uh, Media Matters, okay? Okay. I found a gun, okay? What have you done, Alice, in your life that's as exciting as driving across the country in Texas, having a car, the engine crack, being on the side of the road? As I'm walking around the side of the road looking for scorpions, I find a revolver. Wow. Oh, I'm sorry, Alice. It wasn't the Lexington Girls swim team or you being – Well, am I telling in, stories about that on here right now? You being invited on uh, Zuckerberg's yacht when you were in, in college because you had a killer body and were accommodating. <sighs> Stop it. Stop it. Should we do the chat chat and then go to Patreon? I guess so. I There was a time when I was the titular head of this podcast and <laughs> – no, no, well, I have one bring... more Carrie Lake thing. Okay, fine. Okay. Then okay. Listen to this. This is the brilliance of Carrie Lake. Okay. I want you to hear. This is her talking about the bad ideas of the Democrats, the Democratic opponents. Phrasing in this is the best, most brilliant phrasing I've heard in any line on any stump speech in the past five years. These guys are just full of terrible ideas. Let me list a few of them. It's terrible. Defunding our police. How do they come up with this stuff? Open borders. Censorship. Racist curriculum. Masking our beautiful children. I can't take that one. That one just puts me under. Masking our beautiful children. Mm -hmm. What a great way to say it. 
What a great way to say it. If you're any parent, first of all, she's just called your kid beautiful. And you, you, if you're any parent, suburban housewife, you're thinking. You think your kid is beautiful. Yeah. You're like, wow, that's right. She's right. My child is beautiful. Thank you, Carrie. <laughs> but what a great thing to say. Throwing a mask on our beautiful children. It's also, if you, uh, if she says it so eloquently, and it's like it's poignant when you think about that. We put, we covered up the beauty of our kids, their, their appearance. Yeah. Like, why would we do that? But also, listen to this. I want you to listen to everything she says. It's also could very easily, but she delivers with eloquence, and she's a lovely speaker. All of this could be Donald Trump speaking. These guys are just full of terrible ideas. Let me list a few of them. It's terrible. Defunding our police. Terrible. How do they come up with this stuff? Open borders. Censorship. Racist curriculum. Masking our beautiful children. Masking our beautiful children. Can't you see her Trump saying that? You're so self-absorbed. <laughs> what? God. I'm not oh self-absorbed. Forget it. I'm alone anyway. You're All right. There's a big alone. chat chat here anyway. Okay. Good. Let's hear the chat chat. <laughs> and I have stuff for the Patreon show too. You know what? If you want to be the titular head of the show, maybe you should bring more to the table. <laughs> Are you the Elon Musk of this podcast? <laughs> Bring more to the table. Okay. Holy crap. I gave you Justine Bateman. I gave you Ju Jason Bateman. Yep. I gave I you gave Darianne. You, I gave you Jason Bateman, actually. No, I gave you Jason Bateman. I gave you the Jason Bateman story that you allowed you to live. talk about all that. I was one degree you... of separation from Jason Bateman. <laughs> no one would know. He lived know in Winchester, Massachusetts. If I didn't find you that By the way, story the, and that podcast audio. Hand. Where's Kirk? If I didn't find you that story in that podcast audio, you wouldn't have been able to tell your story about Justine Bateman. I and your whole tell it anyway. <laughs> you were going to tell it anyway. Oh, yes. God. Hold on. Let me show it's you. It's too cool. I actually told this to Minahan. What did you tell to Minahan? Thursday, May 12th. Okay. Tom Shattuck message to Kirk Seamus Minahan. Okay, go ahead. FYI, Justine and Jason Bateman lived in Winchester for a short time in the early 80s. Kirk responded, is that true? I said, yes. You used to babysit for the Shulas, Chris <laughs> and Natalie. I think Natalie was around your age. Is that and when Kirk stopped responding to your messages? Or they no? lived around Leonard's Field, I think. And that was the last I heard from him. Yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard from him since May. <laughs> Were you hoping he was going to ask you, you by wow, chance? Wow, that's really interesting, do you, do you by chance have a link to any kind of podcast where I could hear this expounded upon in more detail, possibly? All right. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Play the chat chat. I wonder why you think you're cool. <laughs> what is going on with you? Oh, it's because you look good because your body's killer now because of what's going on with you. And, then, and because you broke the story and you were on the Minahan show. You still don't have a blue check. I still have that over here. And you're not getting one. You're not, not spending it. Not for long. Not for long. You're not getting one. I'm None spending eight bucks on mine, and I'm not no. signing up for yours. <laughs> None of you are getting a freaking blue check. Dare you. <laughs> it's yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unless some audio, some vocals come out here, and I'm going <laughs> to yeah. have to move along. We may be coming to the end yeah. of how much of this yeah, is. Oh, here we go. 
This is a message from the emergency broadcast system. The President of the United States wishes to notify every American to wipe their backside after they've used the bathroom. If this were a real emergency, nuclear missiles from Russia would be crashing down before the end of this message. We thank you for your attention to the emergency broadcast system. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. Well done, Dr. Cheswick. Did you realize that, that, that ICBMs, Russian ICBMs, actually don't hit the ground? What, is what are they, like, explode over? It's not me. It's in your daughter's room. She's watching a sitcom, I guess. Yeah, they explode over. Oh, okay. Do you know that? Mm-hmm. Well, be aware. Don't expect it to hit. It's, it's... <laughs> okay. I'll <laughs> notice that. Go ahead. <laughs> are you... <laughs> Hot enough to be ordering me around? Probably you are. Kathy Green could order me around. Or random names. Let's go. Uh, Hulk Hogan, Randy, Randy Savage, oh, yeah. Gold Dust. Uh, I actually saw uh, Hulk Hogan fight at Boston Garden and Randy Savage. I saw him win the Intercontinental Championship against uh, Tito Santana there. Mm-hmm. I saw the foreign object. I was there uh, up in the nosebleeds. Uh, so was, Tito was about to be su- uh, Savage was about to be suplexed. And I saw him reach into the place band. I saw the the, uh, the foreign object right there. Uh, Goldberg. <laughs> Goldberg. Uh, the Rock. Uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Rick Flair. Um... Rick Flair was in the NWA, and I only watched WWF at the time. It wasn't a great look, actually. It was for me. It was, it's, it's the years we should forget about. <laughs> Is that the mullet years? That was trying to get a mullet. It was a time. There was a time in like when I was 13 and 14 where I was indescribable. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Where my <laughs> do we know yet? By the way, if you're doing no shave November, <laughs> well, it's funny. I haven't shaved yet. Last I heard was from my. I'm the only one not shaving. I think. Last I heard was from my program director who said we're doing no shave November, right? And I said to everybody three months ago, I said yes. I then followed up with her. <laughs> I just then followed up with her, um, three days ago, and said, "Are we?" Are we not supposed to be shaving for no shave in November? Because I haven't shaved. She said, I'll get back to you. <laughs> three days ago. Well, let's see how long we can go yep. into November before we find out if you're doing no shave November or not. This is from Nick. This is two minutes and 44 seconds. Okay, make it good, Nick. Hello, Tom and Alice. This is Nick from Connecticut. Hi, Nick. <clears throat> I have a serious question. Sure. Mm-hmm. Let me break it down to uh i went to work the other morning and there's said person that comes in late every single day mm-hmm. and said person showed up five minutes late for our morning meeting and said that they identify as somebody who shows up late to work every day mm-hmm. kind of like a play on how right. anybody can identify as anything i already don't like this person i get you i get you nick now my question to you is as parents i am a parent of three from my ex-wife and I have a 17, almost 18-year-old daughter who is brilliant, smart, funny, and gorgeous. She is actually a model. And she decided that she is going to date a black gentleman who is also smart, not beautiful, but very, very smart. Okay. And they're a good mix. And I have two younger boys, oldest of which plays video games all day long. All right, let's track where we are so far. <laughs> yeah. So Nick has a 17-year-old daughter. 17, he said? Mm-hmm. She's a model. She's beautiful. She's 
going to be dating or is dating a is black dating guy. dating a really smart black guy. Okay. <laughs> and he said he's a good guy or a smart mm-hmm. guy. Yep. Okay. Kid 2 plays video games all day. Okay. That's where we are. And somebody at his work shows up late every day. Are, are you still against interracial relationships or no? Don't say that. I've never been against oh, interracial oh, okay. relationships. All right. Stop okay. it. Don't, you shouldn't say stuff like that. Take you down a notch. That's not true. She's, she's not. She's not. I'm just kidding, Alice. It's not true. Okay. She, she's not. You actually dated an Asian guy. Did you not? Uh, I don't think that that's true. Oh, it was vetoed by somebody. <laughs> Didn't you go to the prom? Whatever. I was invited to the prom with the um, president of the Science Olympiad. <laughs> But my dad wouldn't let me because he was Asian. It's funny. I don't know what the lead is in that story. (laughs) Biggest effing nerds find each other in big, bold print. (laughs) Or racist dad stops prompting. (laughs) Jesus. He does not want anything to do with nobody. Barely, I barely see him because well, he added on. that she is going to date a black gentleman okay. who is also smart, not beautiful, but very, very smart. Okay. And they're a good mix. Nice. And I have two younger boys, oldest of which plays video games all day long, does not want anything to do with nobody. All right. Barely, I barely see him because yes. he'd rather play his games. And I think we... Almost have one of those, uh, or maybe. We're we, working on it. Yeah. We lose ours for hours a day. He wants to be a gamer or whatever, so. That's not uncommon these days. That p- kids want to be YouTubers or gamers. Or be mm-hmm. That's neither here nor there. What, is Nick <laughs> me? How many minutes? Wait a second. So we haven't, started the, we haven't started the call yet? We're a minute into it? <laughs> Nothing's neither here nor there yet? Tom, you don't have to disguise your voice and call yourself. <laughs> Nick, when you want to tell stories. If a Bateman shows up on this phone call. My youngest son is cute. You know, the girls all love him. He's got pink and blue hair, and he wants to be a marine biologist to the point where he has 20 aquariums. I've counted them now with various different freshwater and saltwater species of fish and whatnot. And I'm proud of him for that. Nick, move near That's the ocean awesome. so that you can get rid of some of these aquariums. <laughs> I like twenty That's aquariums. Cool. The kid is interested in science and is really. Is, he's I assume a every dream. aquarium takes a filter and takes a heater and takes a probably knows how much. <laughs> okay, go ahead. But my question to you is: I'm working with a lot here. <laughs> Are we ready? Let, I would, let me just say something, Nick. Considering all the factors so far, <laughs> at least I am highly unqualified for any answers so far. <laughs> if it's about math, Alice can certainly accommodate you, as <laughs> as we can be um, witness because she caught the eye of the biggest math geek in our high school. With all the gender stuff going on... Uh-huh. Do you kind of push it on your children one way or another Yes. to make sure that they don't get entangled in that? Or Yes, we do. Nick! Was that it? It went, it went away. It went away as in like you lost And I'm proud of him for that. But my question to you is, 
with all the gender stuff going on, do you kind of push it on your children one way or another to make sure that they don't get entangled in that? Or Yeah, yep, it goes it. away. Okay, well, I will answer the question. Yes, we do push our kids one way, um, not the other. And, I mean, that's because I think that you cannot – you cannot fight this stuff by pretending it doesn't fully exist. I mean, obviously, we do Wait it a second. In... Well, hold on. One second. What the hell do the first two minutes of this phone call have well, to do he, with the last... Well, because he was saying the identify as thing. Who, he was? Because the person who comes in late said, I identify as somebody who shows up late. Why did I find out? Maybe uh, it was going to tie back together more, oh, but maybe, it got cut off. Maybe, we need the know. missing seconds of this. <laughs> but I'm going to answer the question that I We went into racial studies here. We went into marine biology. We went into <laughs> the gaming revolution and all sorts of – I don't know what happened. <laughs> okay. I don't know what well, – Anyway, I'm going to answer the question that I did here, which is I absolutely yes. do explain to our kids about the gender stuff that they will hear in school and that it is not true. Right. Because I think that if that's the first time they hear it is from somebody else and they think like, oh, my parents just didn't hear about this or something that it does. It does create a sense that like you're being imparted new knowledge that like your parents haven't heard of. So if we present it to them in an age appropriate and serious way, in a way where we can provide the context in our opinions on it and full a full set of facts and not these activists who go into schools and teach kids this stuff that they'll be better prepared to see it when when it does come up because i know that it eventually will and i've had the conversation <laughs> with them in a way that's like certainly we're always kind to people we're always nice to people <laughs> but boys can't become girls and vice versa like that's just not a thing that happens but that's not something that you should probably bring up and start any trouble with at school i'm just saying so that's where we've landed on that but i, I do try to you know provide some information around that before they're exposed yeah, to we, it to the, for the first time somewhere we, else i mean we generally i mean we our kids both of them will throw on a dress here and there um, I think that's the normal little, the for little like kids. little kids playing yeah, dress up just out of the dress up on box. RLs or whatever yeah. and, and do this whatever. Um, but and you know we don't we don't make them take it off. But but they don't. It's just like they're playing role playing games. Um, but if they, um, like if they say something like the girls wear dresses or the boys wear dresses too. Generally, I think we'd probably say that girls wear dresses, boys wear other stuff. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, it's not that you know we're not really we're not playing these horseshit games. Sorry, um, it's it's interesting. Nick's call was maybe a brilliant call because when he got to, I have three kids under my ex-wife. Then I'm thinking, okay, it's next wife. This bitch is coming back somehow. This this is <laughs> this is it's about her. Here There's we go. There's a lot of information. There. We never revisited her. She was gone, and then the interracial relationship. Well, you forget we started at work, actually. Yes, the late person. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait a second. What, whatever happened to that? The li- Nick. <laughs> that is, this must have been how Minahan felt when I was on his show. What happened? So let's hit these things <laughs> once. Let's hit all of them, okay? Okay. The late person who's late and says I identify as being on time is an a-hole. Okay. And not funny. Okay. The interrelational relationship We're is- four. Yeah, anybody who's going to treat your my daughter has only one criteria for. Well, so I thought the next Alice, part of the Alice, story. Okay, 
what's the one criteria I've told Sally Shattuck? Sally, come here. One criteria. Okay. What is the only, come here. What is the only thing I tell you that's important when it comes to you getting married? Money. Correct. Does a person have to be a good person? No. Just has to have money? Yes. Correct. Good girl. Thank you. Can I go? Yes, you can go. That's right. So I don't, uh, yeah, race has not, nothing to do with whatever. But probably for you, Nick, you're probably a decent person. Um, uh, yeah, anybody who's going to treat your daughter well, of course. Come on. By the way, let's all, let's all have intermarry between races here so we can move on to having a problem with each other over something else other than skin color. It's old. I'm sick of it. Um, and um, so the fish tanks, uh, that's a lot of fish tanks. But <laughs> <laughs> kids into it, then that's fine. As far as the game, the video game player, that's a whole generation of kids are uh, video game players and YouTube watchers and this and that. I don't. My only worry about that, Nick, and I've got it with my own kids, especially with boys, mm-hmm. is I, I want them to have wanderlust. I want them to want to be out of this house. I want them to say, to be want them to be jumping in an old van or something, not driven by a stranger playing clown music. But <laughs> I want them to be, like have like. <laughs> I want them to be 18 and want to get the frig out and travel across the country, travel across Europe. Mm-hmm. I want them to do that. I don't want them to think that to, to, to their mind to be just to only go as far as the screen that they're in. I don't think that's good. I think I look at the, the, the immediate years that after high school for me where I didn't go to college, I just I traveled for like a year or whatever, mm-hmm. after around. And in my time, even underachieving out there in crappy jobs but living alone, as a young man, as a 20-year-old and 21-year-old, I think I learned so much in those years that it's irreplaceable. Yeah. And so so I'm all for that. What was the last his last concern? Oh, yeah, the trans stuff. Yeah, we already talked about that. Okay. okay. Here we go. <laughs> Sorry, Alice. Sorry to disappoint. I'm trying to be a good producer for you. I promise. <laughs> Hi, Habibis. Hey. It's Leslie. Hey, Leslie. I'm breaking my embargo on calling into Shad Chat to congratulate Thank you. my friend Alice on a phenomenal. Oh, hold on. <laughs> well, I didn't know there was an embargo. Did you know? Well, because you yelled at her last messages. I did? Why? Yeah, because she left. A, you were. I forgot. They no, were longer, I... and she told a story, and you had some problem. I don't remember what your problem That's was. That's right. Well, Nick just blew her she... time away. <laughs> she was. Um, she felt that her talents were not appreciated properly by the burn barrel and the chat chat. So, oh, so we were in a, in a fight unbeknownst <laughs> to me. It's like you and Jared Kravitz. Well, that one's valid. ...appearance on the Kirk Minahan there show. Yes. I just caught up with that yesterday and today, and you did a fantastic job. So. By the way, I have many more listeners than he does. <laughs> so we really gave in him a boost, I think. In Connecticut. Tom mm-hmm. Shattuck has more listeners than Kirk does on KMS. That is a fact. It's a 50,000-watt station, Alice. It's not the most juvenile audience. <laughs> but it's a big audience. Yeah, you have a big audience. It's Clear Channel. Good job. <laughs> you <laughs> traitorous <laughs> itch bay. Oh, I'm sorry, Leslie. I know you don't want me, call me to call Alice names. We're just joking. Okay, it's fine. <laughs> but you are a traitor. My God. <laughs> 
Doesn't take much. Leslie's You're a my snake. friend. Thank You're a snake you. like Cullinan. <laughs> Leslie is my friend. Thank you, Leslie. I appreciate you calling in to me. And to and I appreciate your kind words about my KMS appearance. Thank you. Mr. Marginally better than Tom, but only marginally because This is a personal thing with her. There's <laughs> no way you were better than me and, and Kirk. There's no way. Oh, just no if come on. Plain story alone. Because he did a great job. I, but well, we did watch it a couple days ago again. We were watching. Did we? Well, I, I was entranced by. <laughs> Yourself? The disastrous, like, <laughs> like appearance. To fill in the story. To fill in the story. Um, Tom rebuffed my advances so that he could watch himself on KMS for approximately the 32nd time. Is that an accurate description of what happened the other night yeah but that's on you to improve your advances you know there's me what i was just reading <laughs> you know okay. you need to work on that you'll get there okay you'll get there uh, as well <laughs> one thing i want you to mention about that show is that the call-in segment was garbage and i don't listen Disagreed. to that show very often Disagreed. and i don't know if that Colin's segment was representative, but I think even Kirk and Dave thought that they didn't know what the hell was going on. Like it was a bad moon. I almost fell asleep during the Collins, oh. and I don't know if Alice's glorious presence. Alice, defend your little show now. <laughs> Go ahead, Alice. I like the Collins. Pick thing. one. I talked pick, to Leslie about pick this. Pick Leslie or pick Kirk. I so talked how, to was, Leslie about how was this. The and part I, of thought, the show? I thought it was funny. Is that what you told Leslie? Yes. <laughs> yes, I did. But I, she also, at the same time, when I talked to her about it, complimented the chat chat and said that it makes the chat chat look like it deserves an Emmy. So uh -huh. mm -hmm. threw everybody off or intimidated all the callers. But I mentioned to Alice earlier today that if that's the level of the call in segment on the Kirk Minahan show, uh, the chat chat deserves an Emmy award. Thank you. Thank Love you. you. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Leslie, for the compliments. I mean, I I didn't think the Collins segment was bad, but I I don't know. I, I, she's not she's not a fan of that show. She's not gonna like their Collins segment. It's very inside baseball. -y. I don't get half the stuff that happens in the Collins segment. One Timothy in Canton. Okay. Good Featured lord. In the it took segment. less time for Tom's herpes to go away than it did for him to tell that. Justine Bateman, babysitter of some whiny Winchester brat story. Oh, my God. Still liked it, though. Of course. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. It's not a whiny. The thing about the Shulas, Mrs. Shula was lovely. Mr. Shula was a great and fun guy. Tony Shula. Mm -hmm. uh, Chris Shula was a good kid. A nice guy. Nice kid. And Natalie Shula was the little sister. Actually, we watched WrestleMania on pay-per-view at, at the Shula's house. Mm -hmm. Uh, she was a good, good kid. They were excellent. They were excellent people. Excellent people. Nothing bad to say about them whatsoever. Nothing bad to say about them whatsoever. Um, and nobody in Winchester was mobbed up whatsoever. Ready? Thank you so much for listening. If you are streaming on Patreon, stay there. We'll do our Patreon segment next. I do have more stuff to get to um, that I want to talk about today. 
You can find our Patreon shows and live streams at uh, patreon.com slash burnbarrel. You can also always find all the show for free Sunday through Thursday nights at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's links to all the places to listen on YouTube, on Rumble, wherever you like to listen to podcasts. Say la vie. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.